0: that every great leader goes through but no one wants to talk about. I'm Jenny Dufresne, host of The Room podcast and CEO of Leaders Transform, a business growth training firm. I am a global leader, former United States Marine, international best-selling author, community and business leader. The Room is your safe space. We'll talk about the things that are difficult for leaders, the tough stuff that leaders aren't willing to be vulnerable about, but we really need to. So come on in, close the door. Join me in the room. I know leaders and I know leadership. Hey friends, welcome back to the room. This is a space where leaders, leaders like you, whether you're in a formal role, leadership role, or an informal leadership role, where we can talk about the things that we often won't bring to light, but that we really need to because of the tremendous impact that it has on our leadership on our personal lives and our professional lives. So I'm really excited to explore something that I've actually been really hesitant to. As much as I can talk about the things that um, you know that we all need to share and explore, sometimes it's really difficult. You know, sometimes there's things that we don't want public um, struggles that we're having. Uh, maybe sometimes even you know we're a little embarrassed. So. In today's episode, I'm gonna talk about what it's like to go from being an exceptional high performer to really struggling with performance. So I've always known myself um, and I if I take the first big kind of adult version of you know success and performance, When I was in the United States Marine Corps, I was always a high performer. I would max out or nearly max out my physical fitness test, which at the time was substantial. Uh, I uh, I was recommended to go before meritorious promotion boards, and I always won them, which meant I was accelerated in my promotions. Um, inside of my professional life as well as outside of my professional life, I was always a high performer. I was always that person that was super creative, super inventive, and really thinking about lots of different things. So along the way, um, professionally as I moved from the Marine Corps into other endeavors professionally, this... Kind of high performer, Type A personality. Some people will say, but I'll just say high performer. That ethos went with me. I, no matter what I did, I was always functioning at a very high level. Uh, you know, creating things, inventing things, finding new solutions. Whether I was in community service, a speaker. Uh, an author, like I always was really at a high level. And that's the way I've known myself to be. I hadn't ever known myself to be anything other than that particular um, that particular dynamic. I've always loved, and maybe you're the same. I've always loved setting a vision or setting really powerful goals, and putting the pieces to them and getting them accomplished. Like that's been one of the things that has been really exciting to me is, you know, setting a vision and creating the the, the teams around that vision, creating uh, you know the new whatever the new thing is, the new organization, the new department, the new program. I've always really loved doing that. And so, in all of this, I've had difficulties in life, just like all of us. I mean, life doesn't, you know, life, life, and life's tough lessons don't bypass high performers. Sometimes, we experience more challenges than, um, you know, maybe someone who's happy to just, you know, go to work and do what they need to do and 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 go home. So I've had my fair share of difficulties I've had my fair share of mishaps in a professional environment I've certainly had my fair share of mishaps in my in my personal uh life but what I've always known myself to be is able to I'm very self reflective um, and I've always been able to find the way to kind of bring myself out of those difficulties. That doesn't mean sometimes I've you know sat in a corner and sucked my thumb and rocked for a little bit because I couldn't quite get it together. But I've always managed to figure out um, and really demonstrate mental and emotional resiliency. That's been again, a hallmark that uh, of my life that as I've known myself. I've always prided myself on being very self-reflective, very introspective. I've journaled a lot to kind of get those internal answers to help me move through various difficulties in my professional and personal life. And so, but one of the things that I've recognized over the last couple of years, which is really what I want to talk about today, is that I've lost my edge and that's a hard thing to say out loud, but I've lost my edge in the way that I've just described myself to be. And so now I'm sitting here with this question, now what? Because there's an aspect of me that still wants to be relevant, that still wants to have impact, that still wants to shape the world around me in new and various different ways, but I've lost my edge. And so what does that mean? Some of the creativity, some of the innovation, some of the drive that I've typically known myself to have has really waned over the last few years. And it's very challenging to know how you've been in your life, especially if it was something that you really enjoyed, and then seeing how you are and not knowing how to reconcile that, I won't call it a gap, but that that distance between who you've been that you've maybe really liked and where you are or who you are and you're kind of uncomfortable with it because, you know, of all of the different ways that you have enjoyed being in your in your life or your your personal life or your professional life. So I've had to figure out what's contributed to me losing my edge or believing or seeing that I've lost my edge. Well, one thing I've had to reconcile is that I've had some really significant life changes in about the last five years, I'd say, from, um, from getting married to having children, To uh, changing uh, geographic locations, to uh, changing business locations, to creating new business, uh, to then probably the most significant and impactful part of this has been we've all experienced two years or so of global isolation as a result of the pandemic. And then of course, all the things that came out of that, right? So we went from our, our two sons being out in the world, going to school, et cetera, to everyone being home, homeschooling. Uh, that had had you know the pandemic had a radical impact on my business, and so all of these things kind of piled up. But here's the deal: remember, I'm a high performer. I'm someone who has been able to creatively figure out and how to solve problems. So maybe you're the same way maybe you you know you've been masterful at building teams or you know and that was where we were all in person and connecting with people in person and now your teams are remote they're all over the place and in some places they might have moved and so you're no longer able to bring people together and connect with them there's a lot to say about being able to personally connect with people and talk with people and the pandemic Really had a tremendous impact on that. Everyone I believe who has been super high performing has, you know, done a lot of great things. We've all been impacted by the changes in our lives. There's no one who's been uh, who has been able to avoid being impacted, even if it's something small like the psychological impact of now if you ha- were wearing a mask over the last couple of years and now going into big crowds and having the psychological dissonance of people not wearing masks to include yourself and having to manage that right how many of us are when we hear someone cough or sneeze in a public in a public place do we turn and look at them and then unconsciously we hold our breath or we may turn away and walk away so that's a real small aspect of this uh, the impact of global isolation and the pandemic. And all of these things have layered in on us. If you spent the last few years homeschooling your children for any amount of time, if you had one child that, like we did, or if you had two or three or four children, um, your caretaking and caregiving responsibilities were over the top. And so, un- and unexpected, right? I'm sure that many of us didn't, you know, desire to become teachers of our children, let alone having maybe multiple children. Uh, for a lot of people, and particularly women, uh, women in leadership roles are leaving, uh, have had, had, have had to leave work environments because of the massive caretaking responsibilities that happened as a result of the pandemic. All of this has had impact on our mental and emotional resilience and our mental and emotional health. And that's what I want to talk about. I've been struggling. As I've said, I've lost my edge. And I can look back at a number of life changes right before the pandemic, but the reality is is that I probably would have been able to navigate those if it hadn't been for the two years of isolation that happened as a result of the of the global pandemic and it's no small it's no small thing to sit and really reflect on the absolute 100% number of different types of aspects or impacts that have that have happened as a result of the pandemic and so I've been thinking a lot about this, and had finally gotten to a point, actually about about eight months ago, where I decided I just couldn't figure out the answers. I felt and feel sometimes very flat. I don't feel energized. I don't feel like I have clear answers to things where I used to. I I can't kind of you know jumpstart myself. To be excited or enthusiastic about about things in my life, and that has a lot of impact. It's impacting, you know, it just has a lot of impact. It impacts me first and foremost, but I've also recognized how it impacts my family, how it impacts my relationships outside of uh, my family, as well as my team members. Like it's a whole, it's a whole full set of impacts. And so about eight months ago, I decided, you know, I didn't have the answers. I couldn't figure out the answers. And so I had to take that step into finding a, um, a counselor to begin to help me or at least a space where I could start to put some of these pieces, get some of them out of me and get the feedback of an outside voice, one who's obviously trained to give feedback, but to start to get that feedback. And I put this on the table because I know a lot of us have heard about the mental health impacts. Like a lot of us, a lot of folks have struggled and are, and are struggling with depression, um, anxiety, um, anger, uh, lots of different emotions uh, are affecting us now. And I want to highlight too that you know, there's this whole sort of let's go back to normal. There is no normal. We're not going back to the way things were. We can't. It's not just that we can't. It's that work, for example, has been radically changed for many, many, many people. And then on top of that, we still have the impacts. We still have residual impacts from the pandemic. We have a potential recession happening. We have in the tech industry and other industries, there's a contraction. People are being laid off. So there's still impacts from that time, which means that people, are still being impacted by all of the all of the issues and all of the managing the various parts of our lives uh, throughout the pandemic. So about eight months ago, I started um, I started uh, uh, seeing a counselor and went and did that for for a few months, and then started to see okay, more things were happening as I got towards the end of the year. I started feeling like the kind of, okay, I'm gonna I'm ready to start again, I'm ready to do new things, right? I've I've gotten some tools and I'm I'm I've have a little bit more insight and understanding. And so I came into 2023 quite literally, uh, in a probably similar manner that I had in the past. You know, ready to go, you know, I set some goals and I'm gonna fire it up to go get them. And then the strange thing started happening was I would literally go to bed, wake up, do work, business, you know, or training, engaging team members, finding new clients. And then I would go to bed and I would start to go, what, what, what happened in my day? What, what's going on in my day? Because my time started to just race by and it raced by in a way that I, I looked up and 30 days had gone by or however many days are in January, had zoomed by and i couldn't quite reconcile again what was happening and so it's now march and i'm i'm like puzzled what's going on and so a couple of days ago i was feeling again pr- pretty kind of like i just wasn't managing well i wasn't feeling on top of things i wasn't feeling excited and energized by the things that I say I want. And so I made another decision. I decided that I still don't have the pieces in place to be able to ignite the fire that I desire to have, that I don't have the right questions. I'm not unpacking the right luggage, my mental and emotional luggage, if you will. And so I decided to activate a coach a little bit different from a therapist but or a counselor but i activated a coach and <laughs> the first question that she asked me after i kind of laid out what i'm sharing with you today she said you know what what kind of what kind of things do you do for fun and it felt like a big stab in my heart because fun is something that has literally taken a back seat to doing right doing you know you know creating you know some client engagements you know finding you know and talking to new clients that has been kind of all consuming and fun had come off the had come off my my things to do and make my life interesting and so it was really powerful and again I share this because a lot of us are facing various kind of various different things right it could be that we've moved away for fun it could be that you know through the pandemic people got so busy that some of our friendships kind of got put on the back burner or it could be that we've moved like some folks have moved from where they were and being able to see people every day that they were familiar with to completely new communities and having to rebuild and restart their communities and so I realized that that is one of the things that uh, that that I'd put on the back burner, not intentionally, but just it, it. You know, all of my energy needed to be applied to moving things forward through the pandemic. But that has become my new way of being. And so now what? Well, a couple of things. What I have recognized is that I have to dramatically disrupt the habits that I'm in now. And it actually is starts not only with me, but I have to disrupt them for my family. And so one of the first things I did <laughs> and this is something that I wanted to do right before the pandemic is that I signed up to run the the US the Marine Corps. So there's a the Marine Corps marathon happens in October and so it is a huge stretch goal for me. I ran it uh, in 2016, ran and finished. I proudly say, um, I'm older now. Um, I haven't been exercising actively. Uh, I have not been running actively, and so this week, I signed up. And I thought I was going to be on a late wait list, but that was not the case. I went. I I have a number. I went, or you know, I have my position, and I started putting my training schedule together and this week i've managed to run 3 times and what i've noticed is the act the very act of putting money towards a big stretch goal in my case has pushed me now to like have something new to focus on something that's going to require me to step boldly into my physical fitness as well as organize my time to create time and space for me to run and to recover to run, to lift, to do the things that I need to do to recover. But that, that very small act was really powerful because I felt, I felt, I felt like kind of a big blossoming. I felt like the sun kind of came up inside of me. And so a couple things that I realized to get our edge back to you know, I think a lot of us might be kind of like that dull knife, right? So if we overuse a knife doing the same things over and over and over, it loses the sharpness of its edge. The blade becomes dull. And so here's some things that I've discovered and that I'm still discovering that might be really helpful. If you've lost your edge or you're feeling like you're kind of dull, uh, here's a couple things that I am seeing that are helping in my life. The first is to recognize that the tools that you had to move yourself out of challenging mental and emotional space may not be very useful now as a result of what has gone on the last few years. And that getting uh, mental and emotional support may be very, very high on your list. Um, If you are looking for a therapist who does virtual Therapists or counselors that do virtual appointments. There's a site called Psychology Today. I think it's PsychologyToday.com. Anyway, you can find therapists for wherever you are in the world, and you can engage them. However, you choose, you can kind of, uh, you know, you can filter by the particular kinds of things that you're looking to resolve, and you can get a list of folks to to work with. So that's one. The other is uh, a coach, which I shared that I just started with. Um, I wanted again to try an online platform, uh, and so I did engage this platform called BetterUp. Um, it's BetterUp.com, I believe, and. Had a really interesting experience. I'm also intrigued by technology and how now, you know, the things that we would normally do in person, we can now do online. And so I tried that, found a great coach, and so I'm happy uh, moving that process forward. The other piece is to challenge. So recognize that you. Um, that you don't have the, the tools that you need. And to be able to get someone outside of you to start to ask you really powerful questions, that can begin to help you reformat and reform what what you want to do moving forward. The second is to challenge yourself. The Marine Corps marathon for me right now is a very big challenge. My body does not function the same way that it did in 2016. And so I'm going to have to do, you know, more work or I might end up getting a running coach. It just depends. But what it does is it gives me a reason to to be active. It gives me a reason. I have a big goal and I need to finish it. Like that's my other part of this is I need to finish it and I want to finish it in good time. And so that's kind of like a challenge and it's gotten my juices flowing again. I'm like, okay. And my family is like, okay, you know, we're going to go out and ride with you or run with you or what have you. So that's something that's really helpful. And then finally, creativity. Creativity. Um, one of the things that my coach asked me is, you know, six months from six months from now, what do you want to be different, or what do you want to have going on in your life? And I thought for a few minutes, and I said, creativity. I want to be more creative. I am a photographer. I'm an artist in my my other parts of my life, right? A photographer, artist. Um, I love to build things. I love you know, I love working with my hands actually, as much as I work with my mind, um, but I really enjoy working with my hands, planting a garden. There's all these different things that I've just kind of left behind, you know, for whatever variety of reasons. But creativity, in whatever form it is for you, whether it's music, whatever, creativity is very powerful to ignite a connection to ourselves, our own internal conversation, but also to see something beautiful being created. So, I offer you those uh, those ideas, those thoughts. One of the things that I really want to stress is that if in any way you are not feeling yourself, and I'm not a you know I'm not a trained professional in the areas of mental health, but please get help. Uh, it's not there's no shame in seeking mental or emotional health or help or coaching. Because we really do deserve to have beautiful, full lives. And sometimes there comes a point where being able to have the right answers for ourselves or the answers that can help us move out of where, you know, if we're in a depression or a funk or dealing with anxiety, whatever the things might be, sometimes, you know, we don't have the answers and we don't have the right questions. And so please, invest in yourself in this way if you're leading if you're a formal leader with a you know big title and big responsibility and you're 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 impacting people at your work it's and you don't feel quite yourself you feel like maybe you're more snappy or angry or frustrated or you're just withdrawn whatever it is make sure you you access some new tools to help you know to help you be the best you in this particular time and space as we're moving forward so I hope you've enjoyed this uh, episode. Uh, if you if you know of someone who might really benefit from this episode, please share with them. Um, ask them to subscribe to the channel. Uh, ask them to share it with their friends as well. This is a really important conversation that more leaders need to be involved in having. And this is a stuff that we don't want to talk about because we don't want to be seen as, you know, not having it all together. So I hope you found value in this and I look forward to hearing any comments from you. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, it's Jenny. Thank you so much for joining me in this week's episode of The Room a safe place where leaders come together to talk about the things that we don't often share out loud. If you enjoyed your time in The Room, please like or subscribe on your favorite platform and leave a review. And if you want to learn more about our important work with leaders, head over to the website, leaderstransform.com and continue to be connected to our community. Thank you again for listening, and make sure you invite someone to next week's episode of The Room.